Let's go talk about the Lions and the Bears on Sunday in Chicago. Mike O'Hara, Detroit Lions, senior columnist when it comes to the Lions in the NFL. He's standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. How you doing, my man? Uh, huge, doing just fine. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, 9-3 and three team, but that excitement level is tempered a little bit uh, by injuries and lack of a pass rush at times. They've navigated four games they easily could have lost. They're 3-1 and one in those four. That's big. So as we go into this final part of the season, Michael, where are you at on the Lions? I think they're in pretty good shape, obviously. I think uh, you know, some of the in, in a, in a, in a drive you know, a, a drive like this, you're, you know, your strings come out and so do your weaknesses. So do the things that, you know, don't quite shape up and some of the other stuff does so I think the Lions are about you know I never would have thought that they would be a 12 and you know 12 and 5 team at the start of the season but they're sort of heading in that direction they've exceeded what I thought they would do I thought they'd be a, a 10 win team but they really proved me wrong in that and I think they deserve to be where they are what, what are the strengths of the Lions right now Mike when you look at this team what would you define as the strengths as to why they are nine and three, uh, the entire offense I think would start with that. It's a special teams, and then defense. Take your pick on what, on what given day, uh, what, and who they've played and how they've played. It's it's still a puzzle, and it's been a puzzle since the start of the season, and it's, it remains that way. You're just not quite sure what you're going to get, except that it hasn't been very dominating at, 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 at any time. You know, I look at this team and I see nine and three in the standings, and they're right there as the third best team, maybe a top four at least, with Dallas, the Eagles, and the Niners in the NFC, and and all the injuries that we've seen from this team, and they're still nine and three. I that that's an amazing stat when you look at the laundry list of injuries that they've had, and even injuries that will come into play Sunday on that road trip to Chicago. Uh, I'll give Campbell and his staff a ton of credit. To be nine and three, considering those injuries. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's exactly what I was going to bring up. And it's not just the head coach. And look, you know, Dan Campbell is, is the is the leader of this gang. No doubt about it. Offense, defense, special teams, you name it. But it's also the assistant coaches that he that he's that he's dealt with, or he's either brought in or or, or, or the ones he retained when he took over turned over this job and, and they've done really a terrific job you know, we thought we were going to for example this is just one example huge but we thought we were going to have first time that offensive line intact for a full season you know they barely got past their shadow you know and so but they still have a, ter- a terrific running game the quarterback has they've done a good job in the passing game and they've really done a, a good job overall you know, on offense, defense, it's been a different, been a different matter. They just haven't been able to mount any sort of pass rush, uh, pressure, consistent pressure on the quarterback, and it's, it's it's really changed, I think, to some degree, the way that they might want to call plays or or, or plot a game game plan. But you know, they've been able to get through it offensively, defensively. It's, to me, right now at this stage, it's unrealistic to think they're going to make any sort of great jump forward defensively with five games left. This is a spot where J-Mo Williams can really help through the final five games of the season and into the playoffs. We've had glimpses of his speed. The end around, the way he turned that corner, somehow Campbell and his staff have to find a way 
to have J-Mo get more touches beginning Sunday against the Bears? I, I, I don't disagree with you, but I think it doesn't matter who catches the ball, who scores the touchdowns, it really doesn't. But one thing about Jamison Williams, he's he is really quite a kid. He really is. He's easy to talk to. He's approachable at his locker. And he's a football player. He wants to play ball. That's what he wants to do. And I think a lot of us, myself included, have uh, have a different opinion on him now in December than we had in you know July and training camp and, and so on. I just think he's, I'm not saying he's going to be the next great, all-time great player, but he's really, he's a real factor out there on that, on that field. He really is. Michael Harry, Detroit Lions senior columnist, DetroitLions.com, uh, joining us. Uh, your thoughts on the possibility of Stafford and the Rams being that first <laughs> opponent home playoff game against the Lions if the Lions take care of business like they should and win the NFC North and be the three seed? Look, I'd love it and not for any other reason. And I'd like to see Matthew Stafford play again, but I think it would be a great I think it'd be a fun matchup. I think the Detroit Lions would win it. I think they got a better team, but I just think it would be a, I think it would be a, a classic. Just maybe just for Detroit alone, you know, and then maybe the, the Rams also. But I, I would love to see it. Really would. Amen. I'm Michael Harry, DetroitLions.com. My friend, enjoy that game on Sunday. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for having me.